0: We were having technical difficulties. I'm gonna try to bring up I'm gonna try to catch everybody catch up. Catch everybody up. I had technical problems. I was just saying that I tend to overcommit. I tend to say yes a lot. I mm-hmm. think that has to do with being a musician and it being ground into me that you never say no. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so then uh, I was saying I like the idea of things, and then what happens is all the all the obligations tend to come up and I'm not as prepared as I thought it was. And you were saying Joe has a, maybe a similar vibe.
1: Yeah, he he's he has a very abundant mindset with like how much he can do and in, in, in what amount of time, right? Because he has that other, that same energy of like, I want to be there for everyone. I want to say yes to things. I like life, you know? And I also like life, but I think I have more of a streak of anxiety and that as a kid manifested as like being very organized with time. And so now I have to really check myself because if I don't have like, six free hours to do something, I'm like, there's not enough time. There's no way I can... There's no... You know, like I get very like crunchy about it, you know? And instead yeah. of just being like, oh, I don't have to do everything all right now. I just I have one hour. All I have to do is focus on the thing. So like time blocking is helpful. So I think I need to come a little bit more towards y'all, to be honest, just to be a happier person. I'm very happy, but just to like be a less stressed person. It took me like three days post because I just finished school for the quarter. It took me three days to not be doing something and thinking about the next thing i had to do and like you know like i was just like hey i just need to just be here katie just be here whatever wrapping these presents don't miss the wrapping of the presents because i'm thinking about the errands i have to run tomorrow because i like wrapping presents like just wrap the presents you know and i had to like turn my brain down and it took a few days and i think finally this morning i'm i'm like settled
0: my wife is very very anxious like she and it's usually about practical things. I mean, she's she's worried about the future and, you know, doing a good job and mm-hmm. her obligations in a way that I, you know, I don't lose sleep over stuff. Right. I'll feel stress about getting stuff done and it being good. Mm-hmm. But I don't have a kind of ache about it. You know, like when I decide to watch basketball, when I'm like, all right, I did everything I could today. It's basketball time.
1: Mm.
0: I don't feel guilty about it. I don't think about anything else. I'm just kind of the dumb Ten thousand yard stare, enjoying basketball.
1: I think that's actually great. I mean, yeah, if you get your stuff done, then be in the moment and like enjoy the like play hard, work hard. You know, like enjoy the basketball. Don't spend don't spend your like chill basketball time thinking about your to do list. I think that that is something I'm I I'm better at it when I meditate. If I just take ten minutes a day, I don't know what the deal is. I can't explain it. I, I just know that if I meditate consistently. It's like my brain just like turns down two notches in a good way and it helps the rest of the day. People say that all the time, but I actually have really felt that. And yet, why haven't I meditated in like six months? What's that about? It's hard to do. It's 10 minutes. You don't even have to do it well. You just have to sit there.
0: I think it's hard to do the things that you know are good for you sometimes. Interesting. Well, like I know that I shouldn't eat bullshit and that I should exercise every day and I don't really make a lot of time to do that. Right. And I'm like, well, Hmm. life's busy and. It's a real conundrum. I think you get into your middle age and you're like, what am I doing? I have so much information at my fingertips about how to be happy. And it's really hard to do them. Like you can do some of them, but you know, you have an idea in your head that's like, I'm going to get my life together. Yeah. And you kind of spend your whole (laughs) Whole life life trying to get your life together. (laughs) And then you don't really ever do much of it. You try to get the right people around you and you try to enjoy yourself and do good work.
1: I also think it's a little bit different for each person. Like what's really going to be there like sweet spot of that. For me, for the first half of this quarter of school, I was, I was like outside moving my body at 7 a.m., 7.15 a.m. every morning. And then I would come in and I would like journal and meditate. Then I would shower and I would start school at 10 a.m. No matter what, I sat down at my computer at 10 a.m. And that morning routine was like gold for me. And then it kind of fell apart and then everything else got more complicated. So it's like, for me, I know if I can just give, I'm such an introvert, if I can give my—if I can move my body and give myself that alone time in the beginning of the day, then I'm a drastically different human than when I don't, which makes me think like, oh, wow, when I have kids, I'm gonna have to get up at like 4am because I don't know how to like start my day and not have at least like 30 minutes to myself to just be still, which is not a luxury parents have unless they get up at the crack of dawn
0: so no you need to be prepared to give that up for yeah. a long time
1: or i have to have it i have to carve it in at some i have to i have to i just know i know myself i know myself i or i don't and i'm less functional <laughs> but i think i think I, i'm old enough to know that i need that whether that's like joe handles everything for 30 minutes and gives me that time or i get up early like my, i have a friend my friend anna gets up at like 5 a.m so she can have an hour to herself every morning before the kids get up at like 6, 6.30.
0: I was thinking about the meditating thing because I toured with a guy once. We were in a sprinter, a really shitty old sprinter. The sprinter has four bunks in the back. They're basically like, it's like laying on a, it, it, it's being being a torture device. It's not like a nice bed. Right. Um, but you get tired enough and you'll lay down in that thing. Anything to lay down. And we had a we had a member of the band who always like, so we would have to rotate. There were more people than bunks. Mm-hmm. The artist always got a bunk because they were the artists. And then so there were basically three bunks that we would rotate. Mm -hmm. Well, this one guy, always, every time we got in the sprinter, he climbed into the most comfortable bunk. He did it for the entire tour, three weeks straight, every day. He never drove. He just always climbed in that bunk, which was, as I'm sure you can imagine, pretty uncool. Team
1: player, man. Wow.
0: And none of us really wanted to deal with it. We didn't really want to confront him about it. Um, but I did confront him I mean if you can imagine it was me who ended up saying <laughs> hey man why do you crawl in that fucking bunk every day like you need to rotate out because other people need to lie down and he's like oh he's like sorry dude I didn't know I was trying to stay out of everyone's way I've just been up there meditating I'm like are you fucking kidding me just up there meditating every day all day and you know what he was really doing what? watching the office on his phone
1: <laughs> well if that's what meditating is I can definitely do it for 10 minutes every morning <laughs>
0: But he was one of those guys. that's like all about meditation and stuff, right? Was he
1: the dude who like you had to share a hotel room with and went into the corner and faced the corner?
0: No, that guy's actually really sweet and actually behaves as if he's zen. Yeah. Um, I watched him meditate for an entire hour. I that watched him sit. Him. I watched him sit in a corner for an hour and meditate. But anyway, this guy, big weed smoker, mm-hmm. big uh, big meditate guy, one of the most uptight guys I've ever. I'm like, dude, what are you like off all this? Because it's not working for you. <laughs>
1: gotta change it up you gotta change it up start watching arrested development instead of the office like change something clint let's just let's welcome our our pals in guys we're having a we're having a happy hour hangout holiday edition today we wanted to hang out with you guys and um talk about the holidays and catch up clint and i wanted to catch up with each other so that's what we're doing and uh we're glad you're here clint I'm happy to see you.
0: I'm happy to see you as well.
1: I have a coffee mug here. Do you see this coffee mug? My wine do. mug. Do you know what's in it? What? A mimosa.
0: Oh, having some fun. Yeah, you know. Having some fun on a, a 10 AM Wednesday LA morning. Put a mimosa in there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> mimosa. Listen, this is the first true day of holiday break and we're having a happy hour hangout. And you know what? The happiest hour at ten AM, it's brunch time. So it counts.
0: I have a Bodo box of Savignon Blanc, which is box wine. And it's making me want to go. It's making me want to dump this coffee out and go put some Bodo box in. You know, I
1: wouldn't judge it. Now,
0: unless you're an alcoholic, which some people out there are. And I'm sorry. Good luck and all that. Mm-hmm. But if you're not one of those, which I'm not. And for everything I know about you is you're not. I'm not what's there. better than a nice morning cocktail? That's what's so fun about flying sometimes. Mm-hmm. I don't fly first class often because, you know. I don't have that kind of jangle, but occasionally people will throw my ass up there because of whoever I'm playing with.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And they're like, um, what would you like to drink up there in first class? You know, and I'm always like a coffee or a water. And then I hear the guy next to me get like a mimosa. It's 8 a.m. And I'm like, you know what?
1: Actually, can I, well, I'm going to have one, one of those. Two. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I always still have that thing in me where I'm like, can I get one? You know, it, can I have okay? one? And they're always
1: like, <laughs> yeah, yes, okay. sir. Of course. <laughs> I'm like, really?
0: Oh, I can so drink funny. now. <laughs>
1: I remember the first time I flew first class was for uh, paranormal activity because I was flying to New York and I had never in my entire life been in first class. And it just seemed like like a doorway to another world of travel. And I was I didn't even know how to work the seat. You know, like I didn't I had to ask the flight attendant. I was like so youthful and so excited. and I was like, oh, my gosh, I actually I was probably really dorky in hindsight. I was like, how do you make the whatever? And they showed me how to work the seat. And they must have asked, like, why I was there or something, because I I must have told them about the movie. And I was just so, like, overwhelmed with joy by this this like luxurious experience that had sort of fallen in my lap like they like it was just so fun and anyway at the end of the flight they were like congratulations we're just so excited for you and handed me an entire bottle of champagne and i <laughs> wow. left i left with an entire bottle of champagne and i wrote a little thank you note to american airlines for that not i didn't mention yeah. the champagne but i was just like great great crew and i still every once in a while when i when i fly that way you know like sometimes i'll splurge if, if i'm going like you know across an ocean or something like that and it is the same level of joy it's also I get that same level of joy whenever I valet in Los Angeles which is Mm -hmm. not as luxurious but it's the same feeling of like when I pre-movie when I would like have to make sure I had enough dollars to valet for safety reasons you know and then there was and I would have this thought of like someday I'm going to valet and I'm just not going to worry about it and every time I valet there's this like like overwhelming like surge of gratitude in my heart for the like five dollars i 'm spending on valet that 's like endless gratitude for those things
0: yeah it's nice it's that's cool So
1: what's happening in your world real
0: busy mm-hmm. unable to not do anything mm-hmm. so doing a lot of editing and then putting a rock album out, getting my family ready for Christmas, we of course live in Nashville, where none of my family are, so that just means every holiday lots of travel mm-hmm. and we did start doing something recently. Speaking of like being to a level where you can get the valet, mm-hmm. right? Like you get to a certain level where you've done enough work and you can like like for me, it's like I look around in my studio and it's like there are records and guitar pedals and guitars and Yeah, you got cool stuff. It's like a lot of it's really the stuff that I wish I could have had when I was a kid, and then you become an adult, you work hard enough, and you can actually get the things that you never could give yourself or yeah. that your parents gonna give you, right? So um I think val- getting to a point where you can value your car is like that. Mm-hmm. Well, we have started doing things as of last year where when we go visit family for Christmas, we get our own hotel room.
1: Mm, that is nice.
0: Instead of like kicking my niece out of her room and sleeping oh, yeah. in like a, tr- a princess trundle bed mm-hmm. uh, where, or I'm on the floor. My wife's in a trundle bed or we're blowing up an air mattress in the playroom. My sister has four kids. Big house. My parents live there with them. They help mm-hmm. take care of the kids. Big, beautiful house and family. No problem. But man, getting our own hotel room for Christmas Clush. is just a chef's kiss because yeah. it's a way—it's a way out. Not that I want to leave necessarily, but it's a nice like. Well, we, you know, yeah. we better call it.
1: Yeah, totally.
0: And then you just have privacy.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's amazing. At my dad's farm, they have a um, they have a a like a called the bunkhouse. It's really the garage that they turned into a second living room with the bathroom and everything. And I'm always like, I'll be out there. You can find me in the bunkhouse. Like that, send me out there. And so it's similar in that not that I leave, but that I have a separate a separate dwelling with a separate bathroom that is ours, which is nice. To me it's like freedom. Like, you know, like my parents could come pick me up from the airport and I could borrow their cars or whatever. Or I could just rent a car.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean it's really worth it to us for totally.
1: sure. So I have to tell you, I I texted you this and uh, I'm going to tell you again and tell our listeners, not that anyone's ever going to care as much as me, but I just nailed this last quarter of school. I just got some great grades, worked my butt off on this paper that just, I hope I never have to do again. And And I got a great grade on it and I'm like more proud of it than any other grade I've ever gotten. And it's just That's like great. the best Christmas miracle of them all.
0: So you're telling me there is a Santa Claus.
1: Yeah. And it, yeah, the Santa Claus is buried in some sort of lit research paper. And uh, he brought me an A.
0: Well, congratulations. I'm, I know you were excited to get over that hill.
1: Yeah, I was. And I'm so excited that it's the holidays now, you know? It's like really going to be nice. I'm excited. Yeah,
0: it's a great feeling. Yeah. You get three weeks off school. Yeah. You had good grades. Mm-hmm. It's a very pleasant time of year. Totally. Time of giving and gratefulness. Yeah.
1: Joe and I have uh, fun Christmas plans here in LA and then we hop in the car and we drive to Texas and then we drive up to Kansas and then spend New Year's in Kansas and then we're back, back in LA in the new year. So it's going to be like we. We like being in the car and just driving. It's fun. So we're gonna we're gonna like have a great little family trip, but also have actual Christmas Day here in our home, which is nice and it's dreamy. Joe and I are gonna go see uh the Chiefs play on New Year's Day. I can't remember who they're playing. Maybe the Rams? Or the Chargers? Or maybe I made that up.
0: Well, big difference uh, between those two. If they're playing the Rams, no problem. If they're playing the Chargers, that's going to be a game. KC Chiefs, New Year's Day game.
1: Let's just see who it is. Okay. It could be somebody else totally different, and I've just made up the Chargers and the Rams.
0: Oh, they're playing the Broncos. The Broncos are one of the worst teams in the NFL. They've won maybe three games this year.
1: That's what we're going to crush them.
0: Yeah, Denver Broncos, they're really, really bad. Okay. Although, Kansas City gets a little squirrely with bad teams sometimes.
1: You know, we've been a little squirrely lately just in general, yeah, I think. I know. I have I have been, like, this past Sunday, they, like, pulled it out barely. I was like, what is happening right now?
0: The thing about liking sports is if it's, like, a tough day, like, the teams I wanted to lose won, including the Chiefs, I'll be honest with you. I get it. And um, the teams I wanted to win lost, hmm. not only in football, but in basketball. Aww. And at the end of that day, there's a feeling of, like, you know, you turn the last game off that you watched. There's an aggregate of the whole day. Right. And at the end of that day, it's like, ah, is this worth it? I don't really (laughs) think this might be worth it. I put a Woody Allen movie on. and I was like, this is actually what I love. This movie can't disappoint me. Mm. You know, this Mm -hmm. movie can't lose. Mm -hmm. It is what it is. Mm -hmm.
1: But do you think that those those tough days make the good days better?
0: That's what I'm really saying is, is it worth it? I'm, I'm factoring in, okay, how do I feel when we win, which is good. Mm-hmm. But then when you when everyone's losing or, or the wrong teams are winning, mm-hmm. it's like, wow, this is a lot of energy wrapped up in this stuff. Yeah. You know, for entertainment, like, you know, you can watch a sad movie, I guess. But for the most part, entertainment doesn't bum you out. Right. <laughs> it's like most of the entertainment entertains you. Like you watch Schindler's List, you know, for edification, but you're mostly watching Bridesmaids. And right. Man right, right. And you're listening to music that makes you feel good. Yeah. Sports is like entertainment that will bum you out depending on the outcome.
1: That's true. When did we become a sports podcast? Because I feel like we we have, in the past podcast or two, talked so much about sports. And I am just flabbergasted at who I've become. I'm shocked. I never I never saw it coming. I love it. It's fun. It's really fun.
0: Well, I mean, what else is there? Almost everything else in culture is is a minefield of, you know, cancelable uh, butthurt feelings. It's just hard to talk about anything anymore. And you don't watch as many movies as me, so it's hard to... I
1: don't. I don't watch as many movies as you. I don't even watch as much enough TV. There's so many things that I need to watch. Probably shouldn't be watching Bachelor in Paradise, because it takes up two hours a week for, you know, four months out of the year. And there's a lot of entertainment. No real art in that.
0: Well, we watch Love Island.
1: Oh, I have not seen that.
0: And I think the best show of all time is Are You the One? These are just trashy reality shows.
1: I have not seen Are You the One. Wow. Well...
0: Are you the one is they take 20 people, 10 men and 10 women and quote unquote experts of love. They've taken all these type of Enneagram type tests, right? Compatibility tests. Sure. And they've said, hey, your your perfect match is in this house, but we're not going to tell you who it is. So there's a million dollars. The goal is over 16 weeks. Everyone. We want everyone to find their perfect match because there's a right and wrong answer to that. Okay. Someone is coupled up on paper. Okay. So what they do is they throw these 20 beautiful dummies in a room. Right. They pour alcohol down their throats. They just well, ply them with booze.
1: And that is a key to success right there.
0: They all start hooking up and hanging out and, and having genuine connections. And then what they do is they have a, uh, at the end of every week, they have a matching ceremony where you, you pick who you think your match is. Mm-hmm. And then they, they reveal whether or not you're right or wrong. And then every time you're wrong, you lose money from the million bucks. <sighs> So th- there'll be people who are like seven weeks into this, they're like in love. And then they do the reveal and it's like, your guys aren't a match. Now they don't tell you who your match is. They, you just start by elimination, finding out who your match is not. Mm-hmm. And then you, you can start doing this weird math game where they start like by the 15th matchup, they're like trying to put it all together, almost like a riddle. Wow. And there's tons of drama. In there.
1: So are they, is the goal to win the money or is the goal to find yeah. love?
0: Uh, well, I mean all about that money money talks and bullshit walks everyone wants to just be Instagram famous and be be, um, reality TV famous I think that people do end up catching feelings Mm -hmm. and having legitimate connections but I don't think that's the point
1: right right right
0: but what gets dicey is when a so couple a Sally Mm -hmm. and 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 Tommy Mm
1: -hmm.
0: they're like actually having feelings they're basically boyfriend and girlfriend in the house Okay, they find out well you guys aren't a, a perfect match So you have to spend the whole next week dating the other people in the house to find your match.
1: Oh, no.
0: And so all sorts of alliances are made. I mean, it's just it's doesn't it just sound amazing?
1: That sounds complicated.
0: That's what you want in one of these shows.
1: I just am old school. You just throw some hot people on a beach who've been on a TV show before. And then, you know, you give a rose out or you don't. On a slightly more artistic note, I think Joe and I are going to go see The Fablemans in the movie theater, even though you can stream it right now. So that's, yeah, you know.
0: I'm excited to see that Spielberg's um, movie.
1: Yeah, me too. Supposedly supposedly, kind of based on his life, right? In some way. Yeah, It's yeah. it's his story. Oh, that's so cool. That'll be really fun feels Christmassy, which is why they released it when they did, which makes
0: sense. Well, don't watch this movie that we watched last night for Christmas called The Polar Express, mm. which was strange and scary, and hmm. the animation was weird. It's Tom Hanks. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. Robert Zemeckis and Tom Hanks, and it was really unsettling. Really? Nova loved it.
1: Huh. I have not seen it, but... Uh... Well,
0: they used it for what was at the time like cutting edge animation technology. When, was but the, it when gives... did it come out? 2004.
1: Okay, so it's been a while.
0: And it gives everyone, I mean, you can watch a clip of it, I guess, but it gives everyone kind of this, like, dead-eye mannequin thing. Ooh. Yeah. That's freaky. It was very dreamlike. It was like a David, it was like David Lynch makes a cartoon for kids. Which is just not what we were, like, primed for. Right. You
1: You wanted, like, a holiday sort of
0: Well, yeah, we tend to watch Home Alone. You know, we've already done the Home Alones this year. We tend to watch the Santa Claus, Home Alone, Mm -hmm. Elf. Elf, yeah. You know, I might be able to throw in Scrooged. The mm-hmm. Bill Murray, bit of a darker take mm-hmm. on the Christmas Carol. We
1: watched Elf, part of Elf with, with my nephew when he was here, but having but not being around kids during the holidays, like leading up to the holidays, I've never had to really watch rewatch any of those. So I'm, I'm always watching like Love Actually and The Holiday. Oh and all yeah, all these like you know, <laughs> romantic, you know, Christmas. Did you see scenes. four Christmases. I mean, a million years ago, but I haven't seen it recently.
0: Pretty good. Is it Vince Vaughn?
1: Yeah, Renee. Vince Vaughn and Reese Witherspoon. Reese Witherspoon knows it, and we said Renee Zellweger. That, she's she's in a Starbucks getting her tarot read not in four
0: <laughs> that's 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 my yeah, girlfriend or wife in a parallel universe mm-hmm. yeah. yeah Renee Zellweger yeah um, what
1: do you what is your personal Christmas wish uh, for the world you want peace but for you what do you want
0: I want what everyone wants I want success and I want security mm-hmm. and I want all my friends to be well and mm-hmm. you know I want my neighbor Jim to quit mowing my lawn when he thinks the grass is too high
1: Really, I would keep that going, man. That sounds nice.
0: <laughs> nah, I mean, I don't know if it's a dude thing, but you don't want some other guy passive aggressively uh, mowing,
1: mowing your, your lawn.
0: No, oh. no, nah, nah, hell no. Ask Joe if he would want that. No, no one wants that. I, I hear you. It, it it becomes more than just oh, you a free guy, a free lawn mowing. It's like takes on this, you know, it takes on a very different stench.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a little invasive. I, I can see that.
0: Anyway, he hasn't done that in a while. I I threw that at the end just to try to be funny. I don't know. I don't know what I want. I want my family to be safe. I I don't know. What do you want? That's a surprisingly hard question to answer.
1: Well, I mean, I want a lot of things in the world, and I want a lot of things in life, like moving forward. But what I really want this holiday season is to just be enjoying the moment that I'm in. I had this like, I was like really kind of like bummed out the past few days, and I couldn't Mm. figure out why. I was like school's over and it's Christmas and I should be I should be I should I should I should and I was really giving myself a hard time and I went to dinner with my girlfriends last night and um and i I happened to tell them the story yesterday where I cried in a FedEx because I was printing out a picture of Harvey, which is my dog mm. who passed away in September and from my nephew I was printing out this big poster of him for his wall and because uh, he'd asked for it and when I was picking up the the print they were like, oh, you're here for Harvey, let's go get Harvey out, let's find Harvey, let's bring out Harvey. And I was fine, and then I like paid for the, the the print, and as I'm leaving, they were like, "Have a great Christmas! Give Harvey a squeeze for us. Give him some turkey from under the tree, you know." Like, and I just walked out and like was bawling because I was just I because I, I can't go home and hug my dog, you know. And I so at dinner last night, I was telling them that story, and I was like, I realized, oh my god, I'm, I'm still grieving my dog. Like, I mm. got busy with school and life, and there's other things happening, and. It was like he passed away, school started, and now it's twelve weeks later, school's over. And oh yeah, I have to finish grieving my dog. And as soon as I like realized that, like the heaviness lifted. And mm. now I'm sad about Harvey, but also have room to be happy about everything else. And so right. what I want for these next few weeks is to just be in the moment that I'm in and feel the happiness of all the like huge joy that's happening in my world right now and also feel sadness for the sad things and and but not let either of them cloud the other
0: well i'm sorry you lost your dog me too
1: man he was the best
0: first christmas you know without your without a family member that you love
1: since i was like 28 or 29 28 i guess not wild
0: was just a few short years ago
1: it was, it was like a year and a half ago. So I don't know why I'm so sad because I'm, I'm like barely 30. So, you know,
0: I'll tell the story and then we can let everyone go and mm-hmm. have a nice Christmas. But, um, the guy that I know, a musician who I don't really talk to, mm-hmm. right? I see him every once in a while. He posted a picture today of, when he was a kid and it's him with like the Nintendo power glove. And it's clearly a picture from the early nineties. He's like seven. Mm -hmm. And he, he posted on Instagram and it said, uh, just want to remind everyone what the greatest day of my life was. Right. (laughs) I wrote back to him and I said, ah, 2019, that was a good (laughs) year. Right. (laughs) He wrote back a screenshot and he said, you made the same exact joke last year, (laughs) except you said 2018. (laughs) (laughs) And this is the only, this is the second time I've talked to him since then.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh gosh. Well, you know, it's good to know that your, your sense of humor is still on point (laughs) and, and is just, you know, some things in life you can count on and it is Clint's sense of humor. A to Z with Clint and Katie is recorded in Los Angeles, California, and Nashville, Tennessee, and is produced by Clint Wells. Consider joining us on Patreon for as little as $5 a month for access to exclusive content. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Katie and Clint, or send us an email to A to Z Clint and Katie at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.